Hello, everybody. My name is Bill Keever, and I want to welcome you to our podcast, Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. I believe the Bible is a book that God gave to us that's full of insights, wisdom, promises, and many other things that help us live daily life. So join me for the next few minutes as we look into the Word of God to find that practical wisdom we need today. Welcome again to our podcast. This is Practical Wisdom from the Word of God. My name is Bill Kiefer, and we're so blessed that you decided to join us today. I wanted to mention something that I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast. It's in the notes, but we've been doing a blog of these teachings for many, many years. And if you'd like uh, the written written type of teaching you'd rather read than listen, although I think most people would rather listen nowadays, you can go to Practical Wisdom from the Word of God at wjkiefer.wordpress.com or search my name on WordPress and you'll find it. And this gives you another way to build these things into your life. Now, we've been talking about something since we began this Uh, podcast, and it relates to what I feel is the theme God has given me for this year, and that is that we are to become more than conquerors through him who loved us. And that's from Romans chapter 8, 31. And, you know, we live in in a tremendously unstable world. We've been through a year in 2021 and half of a year in 2020 almost that uh, has been a lot of instability, a lot of things that have been difficult. There's been all kinds of changes. Many people challenged in many ways, lost many things, some their their wealth, their health, even their life, family members. And other than that, just the total disruption of things around us. And so as I was praying about that, I really felt like God said to me, it's time for the church to remember Not that we ever were not, but to remember that we are, according to Paul's writings in Romans chapter 8, we are, even in the midst of all these problems, more than conquerors through him who loved us. What's more than a conqueror? It's somebody who's winning even when it looks like they're losing. Someone who has the victory even in the middle of the trial. And in the end, it's someone who wins an overwhelming victory over the devil, over the circumstances. And that's what I believe God wants for us. And we've progressed, and primarily this podcast is been talking about uh, John 16, 33, where it says, Jesus said to his disciples, in the world, you're going to have tribulation, but be of good cheer. Uh, you can have peace because I have overcome the world. And then in 1 John chapter 5, it says all of us who are born of him have overcome the world, or at least can overcome the world. And then finally, we've been talking about living in the unshakable kingdom of God. And that's from Hebrews chapter 12. And many things in there that we've talked about. And we may go back there for some other things. But the bottom line is, Paul said, or whoever wrote Hebrews said. There's some confusion about that, but uh, it says in the book of Hebrews chapter 12, we are receiving an unshakable kingdom and that we can, to me that means we can walk in that unshakable kingdom. We've talked about many things that that will help us do that. Now today I want to shift gears just a little bit. I want you to turn with me in your Bibles to Psalm 112. 
And I'm going to read the whole psalm. It's just a short little psalm. Uh, and in verse 1, it says, Praise the Lord. Blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights greatly in his commandments. His descendants will be mighty on the earth. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Wealth and riches will be in his house, and his righteousness endures forever. Unto the upright there arises light in the darkness. He is gracious and full of compassion and righteous. A good man deals graciously and lends. He will guide his affairs with discretion. Surely he will never be shaken. And this is where I want us to focus the next three verses. Surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. And the beginning of verse eight, his heart is established. So we're talking about a man here who functions according to God's will, God's ways, and there's a list of wonderful things that'll be in his life. He's he's upright. He's wealth and riches are in his house. That sounds good to me. I don't know about you. His descendants are mighty on the earth. Uh, he's blessed of God. Uh, and then in verse six, it says some things that I think are pertinent to what we've been talking about and pertinent to where we're living today. He says right here, surely he will never never, everybody say never, be shaken because the righteous will be an everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid. Now, why is he not shaken? Listen, I don't know about you, but through most of 2021, one thing after another that was coming down the pike, it's a little bit, or 2020, I should say, a little bit better in 2021, but most of what we've heard, most of what happened during 2020 was constantly shaking us, shaking our confidence, shaking uh, what we believed about things, shaking sometimes what we believed about God and what we believed about His Word, certainly shaking our belief in our government and people around us in our future. You pick anything uh, in, in a list of many, many things that caused us to be shaky and shaken, but here's a man. Now, it doesn't say he's not shaken because everything's wonderful around him, although it says that things are wonderful around him, but the context here really is things are wonderful around him because he will not be shaken. He will never be shaken. Verse 7, here's why. He will not be afraid of evil tidings. How can we today not be afraid of evil tidings? I'm just so concerned about the way people live in fear today. Now, I'm not talking about being afraid of some things, and I'm not even talking about using good, wise practices. You know, we've got this whole pandemic thing that's, that's inundated our nation and the world, and I know that there are dangers with this. I know that there are practices that need to be to be done. But you know what? I don't believe we need to walk around in fear. And uh, some of the things that the government and that that media and that scientific community is asking us to do, we're not doing them because they're working. I'm sorry. I don't mean to make anybody upset, but a lot of the things we've been told to do will not work. They don't work. And when uh, certain parts of our country have eliminated them, we haven't seen major spikes in, in infection. But the thing is, We are being kept in fear, or at least, let me say it this way, fear has become kind of the defining action, the defining factor in what and how we deal with things, and there's a problem with that because fear 
always leads to being shaken. And the Bible says this man is never shaken. I want to be this guy. I want to be this way. He's never shaken. Why? Because he will not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. He's not shaken, and he's not afraid of evil tidings. Well, I don't know about you, but I pastored for about 40 years. I'm sure you probably didn't do that, but but uh, uh, in that time of pastoring, I got something often enough, more often than I like, that you probably have gotten, and I'm talking about that phone call in the middle of the night. When the phone rings and it's two or three o'clock in the morning, and the first thought that comes to your mind, right? This is the first thought, right? Somebody is giving me a million dollars. I don't think that's what we respond to. I think our first thought is, who's in trouble? Who's had an accident? Who's sick? Who's died? Bad tidings. And when that happens, uh, our heart begins to race, and and we we maybe get a little cold sweats, and we get a little confused, and we're we're fearful and worried, and and you know sometimes it is bad news, and then sometimes it's a wrong number, and we think oh god, or or somebody called for some silly reason. I know we deal a lot with people overseas, and sometimes we get calls in the middle of the night. And, you know, they think it's morning or they think it's afternoon. Well, my heart stops beating really fast and then I can get back into uh, into my right frame of mind. But there's and I'm not saying this guy, you know, lives in a day where there's no phones. OK, but it says that he will not be shaken. He is not afraid of evil tidings. He's not afraid that something bad is going to come down or listen, doesn't say he doesn't get evil tidings. It says he's not afraid of them. Why not? Because his heart is established trusting in the Lord. He's not afraid, verse 7, of evil tidings. His heart is steadfast, trusting in the Lord. His heart is established. I want to jump over in this case to the King James Version because I like the word that it uses there a little bit better. Verse 7, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings. His heart is fixed on trusting in the Lord. I added the on, but that's what it means. His heart is fixed. He's trusting in the Lord. Therefore, his heart is established. Now, these two words, fixed or steadfast and established, when something is fixed, it's established. Uh, I want to look at a few uh, kind of definitions of this word fixed or, or ways to look at them. Uh, first of all, something that's fixed is, is established, rather has been around a long time. The Hebrew word applies supported or with something to lean on, sustained or revived. That's what we want to become. We want to become established. This idea of established is long-term. This idea of established, I mean, there's if there's a business that's established, it's one that you know has been around a long time and is probably going to be around for a long time. A person who's established in life is someone who's been there a while. He's set. He's, he's not moving. He's not really changing all that much. Everybody changes. We know that. But the thing is, someone who's established or something that is established is something that's not going to move. Buildings that have been established are buildings that have been around a while. They're solid. They're firm. They're not, they're not going to be shaken. I know in in the West Coast, uh, they build everything now, able to withstand earthquakes because they've learned that earthquakes knock buildings down, even those that look good. Jesus talked about this. He said there were two men who built a house. 
Uh, each of them built a house, one on sand, one on the rock. Well, when you build on the rock, it's established. And he said when the storms came, it knocked down the one on sand, but couldn't knock down the one built on the rock because it was established. We want to become established. How do we become established? Well, the other word here, he shall not be afraid of evil tidings because, and again, I'm putting in the because, but it, it flows correctly. His heart is fixed. It's fixed. Have you ever done a job or built something and you kind of put something in place just temporarily to see how it's going to fit together? And you may just set it there. I, I, I've done that with, uh, with wood things, a, a trim that I've been, been putting on windows and doors, and you kind of set it in place and it stays there. Maybe attack it up a little bit just to make sure it all fits correctly. But you wouldn't want that to be under any stress because it won't stay if it's not if it's not just, uh, it's not, I think I said I fixed it there, but it's not fixed. It's just placed there. If it's just placed, it won't stay. It won't be established. It's, it's tomorrow, uh, something shakes, it'll fall off the, uh, off the window. It'll, I, I've, I've done a lot with flooring lately, and if you can just kind of put the floor in place to see how it's going to fit, but you don't want to walk on it because you might slide and, and the board will slide and you'll end up falling on your, uh, you know what. Anyway, so if it's not fixed, if it's not put in place, it might be glued in place or it might be nailed in place or it might be bolted in place until it's fixed in place. It is not established. It's not firm. It's not going to last. Listen, we need to be fixed. And I'm not talking about fixed from broken. That's a whole nother message. But we need to get our thinking, get our mind bolted into, nailed down or glued to trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. If we're trusting in the Lord all the time, you know, when that phone call comes, we all have reactions, but the more we're fixed, the more our, our trusting in the Lord is bolted in place, glued in place, nailed in place the more our reactions are going to go, uh, the more quickly our reactions are going to go to, but God is in control. But God can deal with this. But God can overcome this situation. But God in me can strengthen me to deal with what I have to deal with. So that's one idea, one picture. This guy is fixed. He's got his trusting in the Lord nailed down. Hallelujah. It's not going to be shaken. A little wind is not going to blow it down. A little earthquake, a little shaking is not going to blow it down. Somebody walking across the room with heavy footsteps is not going to knock it down. He's not going to step on that loose board and fall because it's not fixed. We need to get nailed down or get our trusting in God attitude nailed down. Get that nailed into our life, bolted into our life, so that no matter what happens, that's where we're going to turn. Another uh, idea behind this word fixed comes from the days, and we still use the term uh, in navigation, particularly military, you'll hear them say this a lot, get a fix on something. And they may be talking about uh, finding where something is, on the globe, latitude and longitude, but they would also use this in the days of stellar navigation where they would get a fix on the North Star. If they could get a fix on where the star was, I read recently or saw recently about something called the, the Viking Sunstone, and it was a particular kind of crystal that you could see the, see the sun even through the clouds, and so they were able to navigate because they could get a fix on where the sun was, or they could get a fix on where the North Star is on a, on a starry night. And as long as you're fixed on that point 
in the heavens and you know where that is, you can navigate by that. Can I just tell you, we need to get a fix on trusting in the Lord. Hallelujah. Because it's never going to change. It's always going to be in the same place. That's what made uh, 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 stellar navigation so powerful. Even many, many years before there was uh, a lot of other things to depend on. I don't, I'm not even sure the Norse had the compasses, but they could always see the sun. As long as they knew where that was and how it was moving in the sky, then they could navigate. As long as you know where the North Star is or where a particular fixed point in the heavens is, then you can navigate by that and you can move around that and you can always find that and it will tell you where you are on the earth. And that's the way it needs to be. We need to navigate our lives by that fixed point in heaven. Hallelujah. Fixed point in our heart called trusting in the Lord. That's what he did. He said he he never was afraid. He would never be moved because he was fixed on trusting in the Lord. Uh, the third idea of of being fixed, and I like this one. We a number of years ago, my wife began doing some road trips. We're a little older now. We had some time that we could use, and someone for this first one, we drove over 6,000 miles, for those of you who may be listening uh, and you use kilometers, about 9,000 kilometers. And we just drove around the United States. We got in our car. We had certain ideas of where we wanted to go. And it was just wonderful. And we've done this a few times now, but it's just wonderful to see parts of our nation that we'd never seen before. But one of the things that was interesting, we just bought a new car and it had satellite radio. Well, if you've ever driven a long way, now I know most of you listen to your phones and and we listen to recorded music, but still, uh, we sometimes want to listen to the radio. Maybe you want to listen to weather. Maybe you want to listen to news. Maybe you want to listen like like my wife and I like to listen to ball games and things like that. And uh, and there were particular kinds of music we wanted to hear. Well, if you're listening on regular radio, as you drive, you get out of range on the t- of the tower. And even the strongest stations, sooner or later, they're just going to dissolve away into static. And so if you're driving long distances, there's no way via radio that you can keep a consistent listening plan or or listen to a particular thing because you're going to get out of the range of that tower because the tower is on the earth and you just go over the horizon. You go farther than it can carry. But satellite radio is different because it's broadcast from a higher point. Hallelujah. It's fixed on a higher point. And so here we were, we were driving all over, uh, listening to sports and listening to different kinds of music. But wherever we went, we never lost the station. Sometimes you can get in the shadow of trees or mountain or something and it may go out for a second. But we never got out of range of that station. Why? Because our radio was fixed on a higher point. Our information was coming from a higher point. And I believe that we need to learn to get our information uh, established, being fixed on a higher point called trusting in the Lord. I thought of it this way. Uh, You know, worldly news outlets, there's so many. 24-hour-a-day news is everywhere, but they all have their own agenda. They all have their own perspective. I'm not calling any of them right or wrong. That's up for for you to decide. But uh, they all have an agenda and a perspective. It didn't used to be that way with news, but it is now. It's very hard to find what we would call real journalism in years past that was 
committed to being unbiased. Now everything is biased. I'm sorry, but it just is. And so if we have our news set to worldly news radio or worldly news network, then we're going to get that kind of bias from what the world sees things, how the world sees things. Even if we agree with it, that doesn't mean it's not biased. It's from the worldly perspective. Uh, we need to be sure that we're not set. We haven't set our FM radio on my own strength FM because when we're set on our own strength, that's all we have. When we're set on our own abilities, our own wealth, that's all we have. We have nothing more to draw from. So we need to get that that radio off my own strength FM because it's going to cause us to be limited. When bad news comes, if we can't handle it in our own strength, we're going to be shaken. Uh, we also need to get rid of Doubt and Unbelief AM, hallelujah, because Doubt and Unbelief AM is just going to fill your mind with why God won't do it, can't do it, did, doesn't do it anymore, and certainly won't do it for you. That's just not going to get it done, and we will end up shaken. We will not be established. And the last one we need to get rid of is we don't want to be listening to the devil 24-hour news network. Hallelujah. I'm telling you the devil will put things into our minds and into our hearts. He is committed. Let me just let me just make sure you understand this. He's committed to your destruction. He's committed to separating you from the kingdom of God and from God. The thief comes and Jesus was talking about the devil in John 10:10. 10, 10. The thief doesn't come except to steal, to kill and to destroy. He wants to get you away from God. He wants to steal you out of the kingdom. He wants to kill you if he can, but he'd, he'd really rather just destroy your whole life and testimony. Listen, don't listen to his perspective, but let's get our, uh, let's get our perspective, our inward radio, our, our, our hearts tuned and fixed on the trusting in the Lord special Jesus network. Glory to God. The trusting in the Lord station on the special Jesus network. If we can get tuned into that, then things are going to be different. Things are going to change and we're going to see the world in a different light. We'll still have bad news. There'll still be things that come that, that, that will want to shake us and we may get shaky. Listen, remember, this is not a one and done deal. This is an ever progressing thing that we build in our lives. To say you will never be shaken is not, I would be, I would be not telling you the truth if I said that that's where you were going to be after you listen to this broadcast and read a few scriptures. But the more that we build these attitudes, the more we get our station fixed on trusting in the Lord, the more we get our heart nailed down into trusting in the Lord, the more we get our location oriented to trusting in the Lord, the more we're going to become unshakable, the more increasingly we're going to become more than conquerors. We're going to not be, uh, we're, we're going to overcome the world and we're not going to be living in this shaky world, but in the unshakable kingdom of God. Let me read two more scriptures and we'll wrap it up for the day. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8 gives us a picture of how this works. And uh, think about Joshua. Joshua had to follow Moses. Moses had brought 10 plagues down in Egypt. He brought the children of God out of Egypt, which was the most powerful nation in the world at the time. He drowned the Egyptian army in the Red Sea. He provided uh, water from rocks. He, he caused food, bread to come down every morning. Uh, at one point, he brought in quail. Uh, he did all kinds of things. They had constant victory under Moses, but Moses was gone. And one of the first things in Joshua chapter 1, it says, Moses, my servant, is dead. He wanted Joshua to understand. He's gone, Joshua. 
It's up to you now. And so it's little wonder that throughout Joshua chapter 1, God says to Joshua, be of good courage. Don't be afraid. Fear not. And in verse 8, he tells them how. And it's really the same thing. You need to get your location fixed. You need to get some things established in your life. You got to get it nailed down. You got to get your, your orientation in the right place for your navigation into the promised land. And you need to get your heart set on the right flow of information. Hallelujah. And that is to be trusting in the Lord. This book of the law, verse 8, shall not depart out of your mouth. Let me run back over to the New King James and just like the flow a little better. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will be uh, make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you? Verse 9, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. This is a picture of an established heart. This is a picture of someone who's fixed in the right places. How does he do it? God says, get this book of the law into your heart. Meditate on it day and night. Keep it in your mouth. Think about it. Talk about it. Uh, Meditate on it. Picture it. As you do that, you will then observe to do according to what's written in it. The answers are in the book and in our relationship with God. There is nothing we face that is not covered somehow in principle in the book and that cannot be explained through our relationship with God. He says, I've told you, you need to be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord is with you wherever you go. If you are oriented, if you are established, if you are fixed on trusting in the Lord for navigation, for information, and in terms of the solidity of life, then you are going to know uh, good success. You're going to have prosperity and good success in God's way. In God's way. All right, so on uh, the next scripture, just to close, we'll look at this scripture last, and that'll be it for today. Colossians 3.1, because again, the language is, uh, is, is a, a good picture of what we're talking about. He says in verse 1, If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. That's what we're looking to. We want to be, remember, the satellite radio is a higher broadcast point. Uh, to be established is a higher way of living. To be fixed on uh, trusting in God is a higher perspective. He says, So uh, set your mind on those things which are above, verse 2. Set your mind on the things which are above, uh, not on things on the earth, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. Set your mind. What do we say when we want to tune the radio? You may say it differently, but one of the things we say is set that on this station or set that on this channel. It's one way to say it. Set your mind. Get your mind set on the right channel, the right perspective, the right uh, navigation point and something is going to change in you progressively. Not that you have it all today, but you can become more and more steadfast, more and more established, more and more a person who will not be shaken. Folks, we need that today. We need that in our world. The people around you need to see somebody who's got their heart and mind on the North Star of the Word of God, who's got their their lives nailed down, the things that are important, established, nailed down, bolted down, glued down, who has their heart, their ears tuned to the right source of information. All of that goes back to one basic idea, trusting 
in the Lord. When trouble comes, I'm trusting in the Lord. When shakiness comes, I'm trusting in the Lord. When uh, I don't know what to do, I'm trusting in the Lord because he's always there. He's always with you. He'll never leave you and never forsake you. Well, praise God. That's it for today. Have a wonderful day in Jesus' name. This podcast is an outreach of Living Word International, a division of Intercession Ministries. If you'd like to contact us, please email livingwordintgreen at gmail.com. That's livingwordintgreen at gmail.com. Have a great day.